So this was kind of an interesting little kind of controversy that happened that a lot of people talked about that I felt like people took kind of the wrong way. So here from IGN, Felipe Tremblay, the director of subscriptions at Ubisoft, discussed the launch of the Ubisoft Plus Premium and Ubisoft Plus Classic subscriptions and what needs to happen before subscription services become a more significant slice of the video game business. The title that was chosen for the article was Ubisoft executive said gamers need to get more comfortable with not owning their games for subscriptions to take off. Ubisoft says gamers need to get comfortable with not owning your games. And so hearing that, it's like, you know, he wants to take away people's ability to own games and whatnot. But if you read what he actually said, his statements were like, oh, so like, you know how with like music and DVDs, people have just naturally over time come to feel more comfortable and accept having a Spotify subscription rather than a wall of CDs having a Netflix subscription rather than having a, a wall of movies. And for that to happen for gaming, people will just have to potentially go down that route as well, where they're more comfortable with it, having a subscription and believing that their, you know, their save files and all that data will still be there when they want to return to it, when they want to pick up that subscription again. And, and that's the only way that subscriptions will ever have a significant slice of the gaming revenue is if that happens. And I read this, I'm like, well, that's true. That, that is obviously true. The only way subscriptions in gaming will ever become a bigger slice of the pie than it is now, and it's like less than 10%, is if that also happens in gaming. That was his entire statement. There, there was nothing he said that wasn't true. But people were very hostile to this because they don't like these subscription services. They don't want to see gaming become like subscription only. They don't want to see like subscriptions being the main dominant model or, or what have you. They see this as a threat. They, they don't trust that their save data will always be there in the cloud for when they want to receive it and stuff. They don't trust these companies. But technically, nothing that this dude said, Felipe Tremblay, was about that at all. The statements in the article were just about that. That's it. Like, don't take this as me defending subscriptions for gaming. Like, I might do that in a bit. But I just think people, you're a bit hostile to this guy's statements, potentially because of the position that he holds in that being the head of subscriptions for Ubisoft obviously means that he wants more people to sign up to subscriptions and for subscriptions to become a more dominant thing in gaming, which is a position that a lot of people don't hold. The head dude who made Baldur's Gate had a take here. Whatever the future of games looks like, content will always be king, but it's going to be a lot harder to get good content if subscriptions become the dominant model and a select group gets to decide what goes to market and what not. Direct from developer to players is the way. Getting a board to okay a project fueled by idealism is all, almost impossible and idealism needs room to exist, even if it can lead to disaster. Subscription models will always end up being cost-benefit analyses, exercises intended to maximize profit. There's nothing wrong with that, but it may not become monopoly of subscription services. We are already all dependent on a select group of digital distribution platforms and discoverability is brutal. Should those platforms all switch to subscription, it will become savage. In such a world, by definition, the presence of the subscription service will determine what games get made. Trust me, you don't want that. Too long did not read. You won't find our games on a subscription service, even if I respect that for many developers, it presents an opportunity to make their games. I don't have an issue with that. I just want to make sure the other ecosystem doesn't die because it's valuable. Now, this may be a controversial take. I'm not sure, but I much prefer having Spotify give me access to music than I do having CDs. I hate the clutter, don't care. I much prefer having access to Netflix than I do having tons and tons of DVDs. As a person who once upon a time used to keep rows and rows of DVDs, used to keep terabytes and terabytes of files uh, of movies and TV shows and stuff, this is just so much more convenient. Even though the quality of a show on Netflix is so low, 
compared to like a Blu-ray or something. It's been a long time since I've watched one, but I still remember. It's just so much more convenient. With gaming, I do think it would be good to have at least Xbox Game Pass, where people who can't necessarily afford every new title or whatever that pops out every month or whatever can pay 10 bucks a month and get access to, say, last year's top new releases and play them at their leisure. How amazing it would have been when I was younger, when I was a kid, and I, I couldn't afford all the stuff I can now, to just be able to t pay 10 bucks and play like a fuck ton of different games whenever I want to. I don't think having that existing is a bad thing. I agree though, I don't want it to replace the more direct just purchasing of games, having that option available. But I'm not as hostile as seemingly a lot of people are to the idea of a subscription-based model for gaming. I'm not even hostile to the idea of cloud-based gaming, where people pay some amount of money to rent hardware that exists in some cloud farm or whatever, and they just have a controller and they, they connect through the internet and play it. Uh, assuming the technology gets to a point where that's really good. Apparently, some implementations of that are quite good right now, but that obviously hasn't taken off massively either. I wouldn't want to see the buying of physical media disappear. And it, it, it does suck that some games are releasing without physical distribution, but I'm not as hostile to the more digital as a lot of people seem to be. I feel like the physical version of games is the only way some people can go because some people like me are limited to games that don't require Wi-Fi and don't require Wi-Fi to obtain. Yeah, it is certainly the case that there are still limitations in regards to internet and stuff that prevents these kinds of things. But obviously as time goes on, that becomes less and less of an issue. And obviously a physical release does inflate costs in regards to the distribution. I don't know how much, but it certainly doesn't seem as though those savings are passed, upon, passed on to the consumer, right? It's not like the games become cheaper when they don't have a physical release. I can't recall a single instance where buying the digital version was cheaper than buying the physical version. But certainly in an age where media is getting removed from these online services and only available through piracy and whatnot, having some backup of these games, if not for, you know, just preservation going into the future, does seem to be important. Although I, I would suspect even with digital downloads, you could rip that and pirate that or whatever and keep that in the long term. You don't necessarily need physical media, I don't think, to do such things. But obviously, if you're given physical media, that makes it far easier. What I'm saying is, I don't see the potential growth of subscriptions to be necessarily that bad or a threat, as long as they're not so overall dominant of the market that they lead to it being the only thing available. Because like, in theory, you can think that, oh, but like having a subscription for these games would be cheaper than buying them outright. But if that was the case, then companies wouldn't be doing the subscription-based model, right? They don't want to lose money. They don't want to end up with less money at the end of the year. They don't want to have things be so cheap that they don't make as much profit. The only way they would all go for this kind of subscription model is if it was so expensive enough that they could make as much or more money. The only reason they want everyone digital is because everyone who buys the game doesn't really own the game, but the CDs, you actually own the game. I think what you're saying is true in that often when you're buying a game, what you're kind of doing is buying a license for the game that exists for a certain amount of time, like what, 99 years or something. People talk about this stuff, I've never read the fine prints, where you don't really own your games, so you're just buying a license to play that game, and that license can be revoked under certain conditions or what have you. I will say though, in regards to people thinking like, not a significant amount of people are ever gonna really accept the idea of like renting games or not owning them or whatever, but I remember being younger and Blockbuster selling games, or not selling games, rather renting games. And you as a kid would go in and you'd rent Mario Kart for a week and you'd return it the next week. Because that was often the only way to get access to games because you didn't have enough money to buy all these games, you know? With that being said, at least at my blockbusters, the gaming shelves were a lot smaller, had a lot less of a, a library compared to movies and whatnot. It was clearly not as popular a thing, I think, as the, as the movies. 
but you buy one $60 game for the Blockbuster, I mean, and they, then they rent it for years, potentially, and they make so much money on those things. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I recall reading somewhere that Blockbuster has made a lot of money renting those games. But I mean, there was clearly a, a class of people who are comfortable with not owning games permanently. Like, people end up with Steam libraries with hundreds upon hundreds of games that they will just never, ever play again. And it is, to some degree, Pointless. Ryan Duffy speaking on the idea of you owning your games with the physical media. Not true with all games. Some games need an internet connection to install. Halo Infinite, for example. Server goes down or your internet does. Disc is suddenly a paperweight. Very true. All these games that are dependent upon servers to be able to be played or require some sort of multiplayer online connection or whatever. Uh, they, those go away, you don't get to play those games. So in a way, if you buy those games, they do have a shelf life regardless of how you purchase them. And we, we seem to be somewhat accepting of that, or at the very least, we recognize we have no choice. That is how those games are played, and if you want to play those games, that's just what you, what you have to deal with. But I don't think anyone looks at that as like a positive thing. I think people would prefer that if a uh, if company's gonna stop the servers or whatever, that there should just be an open license for anyone who wants to, to make their own servers to continue to run those games. That that should be legal, not under the potential threat of lawsuit or what have you. Like if a company wants to abandon a game, it should be available to anyone else to pick up legally. So ultimately, I understand people's concerns. I just think people were a little bit hard on this Ubisoft executive. Can we stop beating up executive, please? Like they're very picked on class of people. They need all the fence they can get. And uh, your boy Dark Viper EU is out there defending the weak from the, uh, <laughs> the mean fist of the online mob. <laughs> I kid. You think people are soft on Ubisoft? Very good, dude. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.